on, somebody. Say hallelujah. I don't know. I just hear it in my spirit. Hallelujah. There's somebody needs to let that breath out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody just needs to exercise that in the spirit right now. I mean, you need to put some work to your faith. Faith without works is dead. You just need to look into the eyes of God and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you. You are good. You're better than I've given you praise today. You deserve a whole lot more. You deserve a whole lot more than what I've given to you, God. And I know that. But I just want to take another moment, Lord, and say, God, I love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, you ever been driving down the road and you say, Hallelujah! You need to start doing it. You say, well, that's crazy. You need to be crazy for Jesus. There's too many people crazy for other things. Come on. Praise the Lord. We're going to continue in our series of Eagle's Wings, our covenant position, because let me tell you what, the Word of God wants to renew your mind. This stuff out there in this world has been trying to erode and erase and override and, and trying to do everything it can to get you off course and off track. Get your faith diminished and get you discouraged and get you looking at what you don't have rather than what you do have. Looking at what you can't do rather than what you can do. But I'm here to tell you tonight the Word is going to pump us up. We're going to get our jet fuel and we're going to say, Welcome Holy Spirit. God help us get our eyes on You, Your Word, Your truth, Your Spirit, Your anointing, Your power, so we can go back and finish this week out strong. I want to finish this week out stronger than I started it. Amen? And I've had a good week, but I'm going to finish it even better because God goes from glory to glory. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know Isaiah 40 and 28 through 31, what powerful verses of Scripture here. They can't help but lift you up. They can't help but speak to your spirit. These are spirit words. And when you hear spirit words, your spirit hears it and rises up. Say, I hear that. I understand that. I feel that. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, that means you may not have seen Him today, but He's here. He's here. You may not have seen His mighty hand manifest, but let me tell you what, He's everlasting. He's gone nowhere. The devil's just trying to make you think He's not. But let me tell you what, God is right on the scene. He's, right, he's still on His throne. He's the everlasting God. He is the Lord. He's in charge. He is the creator of the ends of the earth, and He doesn't faint. There's nothing causing him to be weak in this evening's hour. He faints not, the Bible says, nor is he weary. His understanding is, unser is unsearchable. I love this part. He gives what? He gives power. He gives strength. He gives strength and power to the weak and to those who have no mind. Anybody need some power tonight? He said God gives you the power. I'm not here to give you the power. There's not any, any uh, words I could say over you to give you the power. God says, I'll give you the power. And if God said He'd give you the power, then the power's available, right? He gives power, the Bible says, power, power to the weak. If there's an area in your life this week tonight, you need to say, God, give me the power. You promise the power, I'm going to give you your word back to you, as Pastor Rodica was saying, that double-edged sword. And when His word returns to Him, it won't return void. Hallelujah. So return his word to him. God, you said you would give power to the weak. I need your power tonight, Lord God. And to those who have no might, you would increase strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. Oh, put your faith in the Lord. Put your faith in the Lord. You say, you know what? I trusted the Lord some time back, and things didn't work out the way I thought. Let me tell you what, the devil is a liar. God is on the throne. Don't you lose, you lose faith in the devil if you want, but don't lose faith in the Lord. Because the Bible says that if you wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. You'll mount up as wings, as eagles. You'll run and not we grow weary, and you shall walk and not faint. Praise God. God has used this symbol of the eagle and this image of the eagle throughout the Scriptures. And He even tells us here in Isaiah, He gives us this symbolism of the eagle what a beautiful creature he's created. That bald eagle, if you look at that bald eagle, they can go from 29, 30 inches up to 48 inches and their body length can weigh 7 up to 15 pounds. And did you know their wingspan can grow for the large ones up to 8 feet they can reach in their uh, wingspans. I mean, that is, that is huge. And they were created to fly in high places. They weren't created to just walk on the earth. They weren't created to just go around like a bunch of turkeys or a bunch of chickens. They were created to soar into the high places. 
Y'all all know the story. The little eaglet, you know, he fell out of the nest, fell into a chicken in a turkey yard. You know, there's turkeys and chickens. I grew up with turkeys and chickens, you know, and guineas and all kind of birds in the yard there. But this little eaglet fell in the yard there, and he thought that's where he belonged. And he said, I look a little funny, but I'm going to learn to walk like these chickens walk, and I'm going to learn to eat like these turkeys eat. I'm going to even try to gobble. And he probably, what a sight, him trying to learn how to gobble, <laughs> you know. One day he looked up in the sky and he saw these eagles flying up in the sky. And the eagle turned and saw him and started flying closer and closer. He didn't know if he was coming to take him and eat him or if he was coming for a visit. Well, that eagle comes down and said, what you doing down here, boy? And he said, well, you know, this is where I grew up. This is the, the life I grew up with. This is how things are supposed to be, right? He said, not so. He said, son, you're an eagle. You're supposed to fly like me. That's why you look up in the heavens and see me. You want to fly like me. I need you to spread those wings out and do what I do. So he spread his wings out and he did what that eagle did and he flew off and he looked back at those chickens and these turkeys and he said, no more, no more. <laughs> I pray today that some of you would get so tired of scratching into earth and just living at the bug level of life, you know, and all the stink of life, and you just wallowing in life, I, and you'd look up. Something in you would cause you to look up. I pray the Word of God would cause you to look up into the heavens tonight and know that your position that God has for you is not here just getting by on this earth. As we're studying the, in this Eagle series, we looked the last time we were together on this at her heavenly posture, her heavenly posture, and he tells us in Job 39 that uh, it is at your command that the eagle rises upon the cliffs to make her nest, the way God created her. It was the, the very DNA that she has, and to live upon the cliffs, making her home uh, in her mountain fortress. So eagles were created to be postured and positioned in high places. And God said that we should look at the eagle and we should mount up with wings as eagles. God wants you to rise higher. He wants you to ri rise above the circumstances of life. Colossians 3 and 1, Paul says, Since you've been brought back to a true life with Christ, you must look for the things that are from above. He said once you get born again, you've got to start looking in the different direction is what he's saying. He said, you've been born again. You've been brought back to life through Christ Jesus. And as a born-again believer, you've got to start looking from things that are above, not down here on this earth, in heaven where Christ is sitting at God's right hand. Let your thoughts be on heavenly things, not on the things of this earth. And I'm telling you, things of this earth says, ha, boo, look at me, look at me. Here's your limitation. Here, here's your setback. Here's your pain. Here's your, you know, and it's always trying. You're like, nope, I'm not listening to you. I'm looking above. My strength comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. I'm looking unto the heavens. That's where my miracle's coming from. That's what Paul says we're to do. And he challenges us in Ephesians <clears throat> chapter 1, verse 3. Excuse me. He said, set your affection on the things that are where? Set your affection on the things that are where? Above and to find in the heavenly places in Christ all the spiritual blessings we need. Everything that you have need of, the Spirit has already provided it in and through Jesus Christ and it is yours, but we got to look at the right place for it. I got to stop looking to man to meet my need. I got to stop looking to an organization to meet my need. I got to stop looking for my employer to meet my need. I got to stop looking even for my doctor to meet my need. I've got a resource that comes from heaven. Hallelujah. Pastor Radika was telling about that example in New York City with that, that uh, uh, cop that was there. And the natural law said, you can go. But there was someone standing there says, I'm overriding the natural law and I'm telling you to stop. And I'm telling you, the natural law may say you're sick. The natural law may say you're in bondage. The natural law may say everything's going to fall apart and it's not going to work out. But I'm telling you, there is one who has given you authority to override the natural law, but you and I have to exercise it. If that, that gentleman would have just sat there and just like oh, and shook his head, that truck would have went right on by. But I'm here to tell you, he said, I'm going to exercise my authority. And when he did, let me tell you what, the, 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 we saw him put on his brakes 
and that big old rig just drug it, drug the tires, and there was not going to be any advancing there. Praise the Lord. So we've got this heavenly posture that the eagle has that we have to take on as well. And I close, I believe, our last time together by just sharing with some of biblical descriptions of who you are. The Bible says that you are more than a conqueror. You need to posture yourself. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, your Lord. You're, more, you're not just going to conquer. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. You've got to get that in your spirit. You've got to get that in your mind, that you are a king and a priest before God. You're not a turkey. You're not a chicken. You're a king. You're a priest before Almighty God. You're a child of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham, meaning you're in the covenant. God said, I've, I'm a covenant keeper and I keep covenant for a thousand generations and anyone who's in covenant with me, they don't even have to wonder, worry, they don't have to think twice about it. It is done because it's covenant. And here he says that we are the seed of Abraham. Jesus took the curse off of us that the blessing of Abraham might come on us. We are in covenant with God, a covenant that Jesus has written for us through his own blood. It has been sealed it, upon better promises. It has been established uh, with a higher uh, priest, uh, a better high priest than ever before, Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. So you and I are the righteousness of God. So in Romans 5 and 17, it says, Through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So grace is not something you work for. Grace is not something you purchase. Grace is not something you made a deal behind the scenes to get worked out for you. Grace is God's unmerited favor, right? So it was through the abundance, not just grace, but the abundance of grace. The abundance of grace and what? The gift of righteousness. So you couldn't do it right if you tried. You couldn't get it right if you tried. I've tried, and I couldn't get it right. But there's a gift of righteousness that is ours in Christ Jesus. So through this abundance of grace and this gift of righteousness, the Bible says we reign as kings in where? This life. We are to reign as kings in this life. It's time for somebody to start reigning. And I'm not talking R-A-I-N. I'm talking R-E-I-G-N. Come on now. That we are to reign in this life. That means be in authority. That means to exercise the authority that God has given to us. So that's our posture. And as the eagle is postured in a high place, we are to be postured in a high place. The second thing we want to look at tonight is her preparation. Very, very important for the eagle and something I believe we can learn and take home with us that will help us even ending this night and beginning tomorrow morning. Every morning and every evening for hours an eagle will do this thing called preening. She will preen or he will preen their feathers. And by preening, I mean the eagle will sit there and they will pass its feathers on its wings uh, and, and parts of its body along its mouth. He will take each feather, just you see a picture of it here, and he will pass that feather through his mouth one by one and he breathes on each feather. And, and as he's second only to feeding, feeding is the only other priority in an eagle's life, second to feeding is preening. This, what this eagle is doing right here, is so very important. Remember, this eagle is created by God. And God is telling us that we can look at the eagle and we're to be like the eagle and we're to mount up with wings like an eagle. So I believe there's something that we can learn here. That, that we too need to take time for preparation in the beginning of our day and in the end of our day. For this preening makes one clean for optimal life as they're getting up to go out and live that day and to do life the way they were created to do it and to do it as the best eagle possible, preening makes one clean for optimal life. It's a steam cleaning of sorts, if you could say that, removing the dust, removing the dirt, and the parasites, the lice and all the parasites that try to get on this bird. Well, I believe there could be a comparison made there because just going through life, dust gets on you. Dust is all around and it's falling on you. And if you have to touch anything on this earth, you can get some dirt under your nails as well. You can get some dirt on your hands as well. 
And then let me tell you what, the devil is seeking whom he may kill. He is seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible says, going about as a roaring lion. The Bible, so we know there are parasites that are always trying to get on us. If you don't believe me, there are some parasites out there. Let me take you for a walk through the woods. I, we don't even have to go off the property here. I can take you back here in the woods and let you brush up on some leaves. And there's some little things called chiggers. You probably will never see them. Those little red bugs will get and deposit there. Whatever they deposit in you that begins to break down the tissue so that they could enjoy it. And let me tell you what, it begins to itch like an itch like you've never heard of. And you will scratch, and the more you scratch, the itchier it gets, if that's a word. And you want to dig the meat out, it itches so bad. You don't believe me, come on. We'll just go walk around here, Lake Embassy back here, and I'll let you brush up on some of those beautiful leaves. And I, if you don't believe, there's some parasites out there, and there's some, there's some things. Well, the eagle knows that as well. So the eagle takes time to preen every day. And these things, uh, that these parasites and lice and things that would get on its feathers, it's cleaning those away, trying not only to keep itself healthy, but trying to keep the nest healthy and all the other eagles it comes in contact with healthy as well. Sounds like to me a good committed Christian that we would want to get our tongue cleaned up. We would want to get our mind cleaned up. We'd want to get our life cleaned up so that we're not only healthy, but we can help be healthy uh, around, bring help to those around us. You know, the worst thing that I've ever seen is a bunch of gossiping so-called Christians or a bunch of lying so-called Christians or a bunch of scandalous uh, so-called Christians. They do more to hurt the kingdom of God than help the kingdom of God. Do you know it's better not to say anything at all if you can't say something that is building somebody up or you saying something that is truth in love. You say, well, I'm just who I am. Well, let me tell you what, who you are needs to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ and you need to declare his lordship so that you can start operating in his love and advancing his kingdom. Your kingdom is going to go away with this earth, but his kingdom is going to last for eternity. Amen. So Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word. Now I tried to get my own righteousness and I tried to clean myself up in my own effort with my own thoughts and couldn't do it. And I'd make a little headway only to be uh, tripped up and get further behind than I was ahead. Well, let me tell you what, there is power. There is a supernatural power in the water that I hold in my hand. The water that I hold in my hand is the Word of God. And the Bible says that the washing with the water of the Word can cleanse us, can sanctify us, can make us holy, can make us in such a way that we advance the kingdom of God rather than hinder the work of God. And it was through the love that Christ had for the church that he gave himself for her to make her holy, to cleanse her, to cleanse us with the washing of the word. There's three ways God's word cleanses, and I want us to look at those. That's why we got to remain word central here, church. You know, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of stuff that comes against the church and is trying to say the word is not popular anymore. Preaching out of the word is not something popular anymore. But let me tell you what, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Because if it's not built on the Word and built by the Word, it's not going to last. We cannot fool ourselves and God not be a part of building up the church Then everybody who labors is going to labor in vain. And He set the plumb line of His Word to be there at the very beginning when we lay the foundation. Hallelujah. So we've got to stay true to the Word. So here's three ways God word, God's Word will cleanse us. First, it helps us understand our true thoughts and attitudes. Now, I know you think you know yourself, but how many of you have ever been pushed to a point or dealt with something or had somebody come at you or something come at you that was so unexpected and something came up out of you that you did not recognize? Anybody in here? Three hands up. Okay. Only three of you. Okay. Lord, will you see the work you got to do <laughs> in the lives of the people here? Well, let me tell you what, we have the word of God that God tells us it is a word, it is alive, it is powerful, it is sharper than a sharpest two-edged sword. And the Bible says it will cut between soul and spirit. You know, we've been talking about the how uh, we can't walk by the flesh, 
uh, because we'll not inherit the things of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God, you'll not inherit. You've got to walk by the Spirit. And we talked about how the spirit man was dead in, in, in sin as we were born in Adam. But when we got born again, hallelujah, that old passed away and we became brand new. Our spirit man was resurrected. Our spirit man came back to life. Well, the flesh and the soul have been running the show all these years. All these years, your soul being your mind, your memory, your emotions, uh, and your flesh being your body and all the appetites of the flesh that come in through the external. And let me tell you what, spirit man comes in, born again, brand new in Christ and says, hey, you guys, that's not the right way to go. We got to come this way. And let me tell you what, the soul says, okay, sounds good to me. Flesh is, ain't having it, ain't having it. You ain't going that. I've been running this show. But God says if we keep letting the flesh lead, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. We've got to turn, about face turn. We've got to let the spirit man lead. We, and the spirit man uh, brought to life by the spirit of God and guided by the word of God. Now we've got to let the word be part of that. And, there, and that can be a great conflict. So here, it is the Word of God that is alive. It is, it is powerful. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. Because what uh, is happening here between soul and spirit is the soul is trying to manipulate the spirit to try and get everything, everybody happy, and let's just compromise here. And the spirit man says, we can't do that. So you've got to be renewed. Your mind has got to be renewed by what? The Word of God. So you're no longer conformed or pressed into the mold of this word, a world, but you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Word does that. And it also cuts between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. There's things on the inside of you and your innermost thoughts and innermost you don't even know that are there. And the Word of God will expose them and say, this here, you need to put up some, you need to put up some guardrails because this here, until it is totally purged out, this could get you off track. This could get you uh, to, to stumble. you got to be careful. But the Word's what helps us to do that. It helps us understand our true thoughts and our attitudes. Our pride will say, well, I know me. I know me better than anybody. But every one of us know that there's things in us that have popped out at times and we're like, where did that come from? And we've left conversations and you say, you know, I cannot believe I entered into that. I can't believe I said that. Anybody ever said that? I can't believe I said that. Well, let the word, that preening, that preening that that eagle does, let the word wash you and expose that stuff before it gets you in trouble, before it gets you uh, where you've got your foot in your mouth. Anybody ever opened your mouth and put your foot right in it? Let me tell you why. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, I didn't know you were pregnant. I'm not. <laughs> Help us, Lord. The second thing the Word does in cleansing, it reflects our obedience or disobedience. Man, we can fool ourselves with our pride. We can fool ourselves and think, man, we obey the Lord. We're honoring the Lord. Everything about my life is just blessing the Lord. But look at what James said here. He says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Don't just listen to it. You better do what it says. Now, right there, I could do a sermon, and I could do 27 points. Are you doing this? The word says do it. And we probably could, all of us, go out of here feeling like we've been beat up. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you the principle and let you and the Holy Spirit work this out, Okay. Because he says, don't just listen to God's word, but you must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. He says, you got to do the word. you got to do the word. Now, that's not popular preaching today, but let me tell you what, it's the only way. It's the only way to walk in the wisdom and walk in the anointing and walk in the power and walk in, in the way of the Lord is to do that, in, walk in the way of that which he's laid out for us in his word. And I found a long time ago, if God's word says do it, just do it. Just do it. Don't try to argue. Don't try to analyze. Don't go try to take another theological persuasion that twists a little modern, modernism in there that might would make you feel somewhat justified so that you could uh, kind of back off in that area. Just do it. 
And you say, well, what if He really didn't want me to do it with that much fervor? Let me tell you what. You let God handle that. Oh, here's one that's doing so much for me and he had a gray area and he wasn't sure. So he chose the conservative side and did it anyway because he loves me and didn't want to disobey my instructions. What do you think he's going to say? What kind of parent would, would you be if that was your child? You'd be like, I'm taking you out. Where do you want to go? Favorite place you want to go eat? I'm taking you there. Oh, you want it? That old, that old 50-year-old car you're driving ain't making it? Look at it. There's a brand new one out there. You'd want to bless that child. If they were on their own, just wanting to always honor you, and if there was a gray area, they would, they would choose to make the decision to do more rather than less for you. Wow. Wow. So it reflects our obedience or disobedience. I encourage you, get into this covenant, this new covenant. You get into this new covenant that God has given us in the New Testament and when He tells you to do this and when He says to do that, you get into, you get into Ephesians, you get into Galatians, you get into Colossians, you get into these instructions He's given us, even the correction He brings to the Corinthians and, and that, that powerful meat that He brings to the Romans. Just get in there. And say, God, whatever I see, you say do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then when you see it, it's going to be easier to do it if you already said I'm going to do it than to see it and say, oh, <laughs> well, that, mm, mm, that one's going to cost me something. That one's going to, okay, well, let me think how I can work that one out. No, when you're already prepositioned that I'm going to obey you, Lord. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. And then the third thing the Word does in, 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 in a way it cleanses us, I love it, is it sets us free. It sets us free. James tells us in the 25th verse of that chapter 1, he says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Hallelujah. So the, all the freedom we need is right here in the Word. It will look in the Word. Now, some people say that means I've got to work to earn my freedom. No. He says the freedom is yours. The freedom is theirs. But this is how I will know that you are appropriating it by faith. Because faith without works is dead. I just want you to believe me and do what I said. He says, I've taken care of the hard part. I just want to see if you're going to walk in obedience. I'm just going to see if you're going to walk in love. Hallelujah. And the Word of God sets us free. Praise the Lord. So how exciting it is to know as this eagle gets up and begins to preen itself in the morning so we should say, you know what, I need to uh, position myself and I need to cleanse, get into that cleansing uh, tide myself every morning. And that I can be washed by the water of the Word of God. So what does that say? We need to get in the Word in the morning. Man, when you get up, get in the Word. You say, well, I don't have time. You're not getting up early enough. You're making time to eat. You're making time for coffee. You're making time to go through the drive-thru. You're making time to chit-chat. You're making time for everything else. The, the eagle, don't let an eagle be smarter than you. The eagle wasn't created in the image of God. God just gave us the image of the eagle and says, you can use it for an example. We were created in the image of God. We should be, we should be performing a whole lot higher level than the eagle and the eagle knows that I'm not going to have a good day of catching fish and I'm not going to have a good day of flying and I'm not going to have a good day of, of any of avoiding any of the negative things that are coming my way in the air if I don't take the time and preen and he cleanses his wings and we do the same with the word of God. Hallelujah. Let me know. When you read the word, you say, God, thank you. Let you take a shower, don't you? I hope you do. Okay. So let also look at it. I'm taking a shower in the physical. I need to take a shower in the spiritual and get under the shower of God's Word. Let me tell you, God's Word is wonderful. God's Word is awesome. God is talking to us at all times. And while you're reading the Word and it's washing you, God's talking to you and loving on you and building you up and renewing your mind and giving you instructions and telling you what. Next thing you get so attuned to hearing His voice, you just be driving down the road and He'll say, take a right turn, you take a right turn. you say, take a left turn, you take a left turn. And you'll be at a place that you never even knew existed and you'll be at the right place at the right time for the miracle to take place let me tell you why that's the way you want to live that's the way you want to live praise God then the second thing we see the importance of this preening and boy this excites me here is the eagle preens and, and makes that priority because it's moisturizing its feathers 
with preen oil and it makes them flexible and strong. Now you talk about the word and now you're talking about oil. Now you get a, you get a charismatic Holy Ghost preacher excited when you start talking about the word and oil, okay? And because we know what we're talking about when we're talking about the oil. And when he takes that preen oil, which he, he has glands. God created him with glands that secretes this oil. And he dips his big beak in this gland, gets it on his beak, and then runs it over the feather. It makes the, the uh, feathers flexible and strong. The oil makes them flexible and strong. I've met some Christians that need some oil. I've met some Christians that need some flexibility. If you know. And they always getting their feelings hurt. They're brittle. They're brittle. Oh, she hurt my feelings. He hurt my feelings. He got back from the New England States and he ain't even talked to me yet. I ain't even seen you yet. Come on now, give me a break. But she got back and she walked right by me and she didn't give me a hug. Well, she was on her way to an emergency with one of the children in the children's department. You don't know the whole thing. You need some preen oil. I mean, you need some Holy Ghost oil because you just too brittle. You just got, oh man, I got hurt at this church and I got hurt at this bank and I got hurt at this restaurant and I got hurt at this school and I got hurt. Man, come on, let's get some oil on this thing. And you know what? There's always the devil going to try to break you down. But let me tell you what, there's an oil that will make you strong. There's some oil that will make you uh, 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 less brittle. Hallelujah. And help you withstand the stress of flight, if I could say it that way. Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but you got to tarry in the city of Jerusalem. This was before the day of Pentecost. That, thank God that feast has already come. We don't have to tarry anymore until a feast day. It is perpetual, just like Passover is perpetual, and you can be endued with power from on high even tonight. Hallelujah. We were so blessed to go to Vermont. And they were telling us, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of chilly up here. And we're like, okay, so we'll take some winter clothes. They said, no, no, we didn't mean that. It's a little chilly in the spiritual uh, world up here. Uh, less than 1% uh, going to church. And, but we, we, just, we, need, we hear you doing this Welcome Holy Spirit tour, so come on up. Praise God, we got up there and the folks came out and we preached and we opened the altar for folks to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And y'all saw the pictures. It was from, it, it wasn't this large of an altar, but the altar they had all the way around the folks came. Let me tell you what, people still desire the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't you let the devil tell you, ah, oh, that's old, that's old, that's passed away, that, that wave is gone on. Well, I, if that wave is gone on, I'm getting in my boat and going to where that wave went. Come on now, because I know Jesus said we need the power, we need the oil, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He even prophesied of this when he was given Psalms, the 23rd Psalm through David by his Spirit. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. We had that table here this Sunday. Hallelujah. We had the bread of the covenant. We had the blood of the grape of the covenant. We know that everything that we have need of has already been prepared. It is ours. It is in the presence of our enemy. It's not that banquet table in heaven. It's a table here in the presence of our enemy. As we take the fruit of the vine and we take the broken bread, we stand and reminded of our covenant promises and our covenant provision and our covenant power. And it causes us to rise up so, uh, victorious in the presence of our enemies. So you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The shepherd would take the oil and anoint the head of the sheep. My, when we were in Romania, we stayed out there in the hillside and there were thousands of sheep. Whew. Thousands. Thousands of sheep. And the wind was blowing all our way. Thousands of sheep. I'll never forget it. Sheep stink. Whoo. Okay, but each, each of those flocks of sheep, they had a shepherd and a shepherd's dog there. And those shepherds were taking the time over every sheep to anoint that head of that sheep and its nose with oil to keep those flies from coming in and landing and laying those uh, larvae and laying those eggs 
maggot eggs end up in their nose and around their eye and in their ear. They were anointing that oil protected them. Let me tell you what, we need the Holy Ghost today like never before. We need a protection because Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, is trying everything he can do to lay his, his guts and his mess and his putridness of, of hell in and on every one of us and he tries to come into our mouth. He comes right into us just like tries to get into those sheep's mouth. Let me tell you what, we've got to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Here's this eagle. They take the time. They take their beak and dip it and fill it with the oil from their pring gland. And then as they rub that clean feather that's already been, you I might would say, uh, uh, steam dried with their breath. Now they're putting it, the oil there so that they, are, they can maximize, they, so that they can go with optimal flight. And it gives them, the, the every, puts every, every uh, feather in its place and everything is done right. Because the third point we have here is they align their feathers for optimum waterproofing. That oil and the position, the oil and the position waterproofs them and insulates them for protection. Now, you, you watch an eagle, you'd never know all of that went on. But you study an eagle, and that's what they do. And they were created by God. God, I believe, is speaking to us. When he says, if we want to soar on the wings of eagles, we want to have our eagle uh, flight and, and, this, and understand our position, just look at the eagle. Look at the eagle. And what does the eagle do? He's making sure that the oil is placed there, and the oil is putting everything that was out of alignment back into alignment. That's why you don't carry hurts. That's why you don't carry a burdens. That's why you don't carry unforgiveness. That's why you don't carry cares. Jesus said, you got cares, don't carry them. He said, cast them on me. I'm the one that cares for you. We got to let the Holy Ghost help us to get everything aligned and everything put back so that we are able for optimal waterproofing because let me tell you what, the devil's going to try to rain some junk on you. He's going to try to send some junk on you and it's going to roll right off, not like a duck's back, but like an eagle's wing. Hallelujah. And another thing, he aligns his feathers into the most uh, aerodynamic shape for easier and more efficient flight. He's taken the time to put everything in order so that it takes less energy and flight and he's able to do all of these acrobatic moves that he makes. Some of you are living such boring lives, you're just shuffling to, through life to the, the, the least bit of energy you can get by with be, and talk to you about Jesus. You're like, Jesus? Yeah. Talk to you about the Holy Ghost? Oh, one time ago. It's just it's sad. It's sad when we lose. Let me tell you, here the eagle says, I want to have one of the best days I'm going to have ever had. And in order to achieve more with less, I'm going to take time and I'm going to get everything in order. And I'm going to get everything clean. I'm going to get everything oiled down and so that I can do more with less energy. Some of you, you're dragging stuff through life. You're dragging stuff. You've got to get that stuff off of you. I'm telling you, forgive. That unforgiveness is giving you ulcers. It's giving you reflux. That unforgiveness has got your liver all jacked up. That unforgiveness. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. And that grudge you've been holding has got your kidney already tied up in a knot. You thought that was a sciatic pain. That's your kidney tied up in a knot because it's so tired of it. you carrying that burden and carrying that grudge. and carry- You've got to get this stuff aligned. You've got you to say, I forgive, I release, I, I forgive myself as well. Come on now. You've got to get ready for some aerodynamics. Come on now, get in shape to soar in the Holy Ghost. Get in shape so that we, we can have a praise service and if it goes 24 hours, you right up there and you ain't come backing down because you've got, you've just, nothing's weighing you down. Nothing, you just tied in to the Holy Ghost. If God wants you to do it, you can do it. Man, we're living so beneath. That's why God said to us sometime back, you're not asking me for big stuff anymore. Because the stuff you're asking me for, you think it's big because you got it all on you. He said, man, you got to walk my way. You got to talk my way. You got to trust me. You got to, you, you just got to kick the devil out. Come on now. 
So he aligns his feathers so that he can perform these aerodynamic flight. He can, he can do some stuff. Man, I want you to do some stuff. Man, we got a short life. Short life. My Aunt Kitty uh, just died yesterday. I remember as a little boy, and she's the first person I believe I knew that was filled with the Holy Ghost. We grew up in a non-Holy Ghost church and a non-Holy Ghost family and a non-Holy Ghost setting. You just didn't. And they thought she was crazy. They said, Kitty, Kitty is crazy. She got hooked up with a charismatic uh, Catholic group. And here's the Catholics speaking in tongues. The Catholic casting out demons. The Catholic praying for the sick and they're getting well. You couldn't shut her up. They, and I remember the, getting around the grandparents and all, and they're like, don't, y'all, don't, get, don't get in the room with her by yourself. And we kids are like, why? What? What's she going to do? She's going to cast a spell on us or something? Oh, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Just don't you, don't you get in the room by yourself. You run. You run. And there was just something in me. I was drawn to her. And I remember asking her, Aunt Kitty, what is a Catholic? I didn't even know what a Catholic was. And uh, she says, you know what? I don't want to talk to you about a Catholic. And she said, I want to talk to you about Jesus and the Holy Ghost. And she started telling me about Jesus and the Holy Ghost. I just told my cousin, uh, Lee, I just told him today, I said, that's what I remember about your mom. She loved God. She loved God when it wasn't popular. She loved the Holy Ghost when everybody said, you crazy. Well, you know what? That still speaks to me today. Praise God. Because, you know, that's what we need to do. We, we just got to, God's got so much more for you. And you're just like, this is the jump. And God's wanting you soaring over bars that are six feet high. But this is your jump. And you're like, ah, everybody look at that. Wasn't that awesome? Woo, Holy Ghost is powerful. You want to see more of the Holy Ghost? Look at here. Oh, glory. No. No. God wants to do more in you and through you. Praise God. Praise God. i tell you what. I had a bug in my shoe or something. I was preaching up here and I said, you know, if I stop take off my shoe, I may distract folks. And I, but I preached until that thing is gone. It was a big one too, like a grasshopper. So there ain't nothing in there no more. Praise God. I, I'm curious now to open my shoe up and see if what happened. It dissolved. I'm preaching on power and Holy Ghost and man, bugs are even disappearing. It was trying to distract me so. I don't think I've ever preached with a bug in my shoe. But did you kids put something in my shoe? <laughs> oh, we're so daddy. Yeah, let's put this big grasshopper in his shoe. Okay, praise the Lord. Where were we at? Okay, let's go to number five here. Removes tough sheaves from newly molted feathers. So what is happening is when these new feathers are coming in and it has that sheath around it, those feathers are, you might would say, somewhat hindered. There's something hold up, binding them, something from the new growth and, that is still there. And when they preen, they, they also they break down and take off that, that husk, that shell, so those feathers can, can get the wind, catch the wind, and spread out. I've met some Christians that's got some old, cruddy stuff that's all gathered around them and holding them back. And you know what? I, t- I pick at it. I help preen them because these eagles will help preen each other. Do you know that? I try to help them. And I'm like, look, this old crusty stuff, it's got to go. You know, it ain't, it ain't look, don't look good. It's hindering you from flight. And, and, and I'm probably trying to pull some of your husk off right now. I'm preening you right now. Because some of you got a stank attitude. You ain't so, you're down here with the turkeys and the chicken because all your feathers got this uh, tough husk uh, and crust around it. Somebody needs to pick at that crust and get it off. Because those are feathers. You're supposed to fly. You're supposed to go to another level. You're supposed to help people around you be lifted up rather than weighing them down. Praise God. Now, I couldn't find a scripture for that, pecking the old crust off of you. So I'm just going to leave that one as follow the example of the eagle. Okay. And when they do this, they preening, it creates a healthier appearance to attract the right mate for them. Mm-hmm. 
And we could take this as this uh, law of attraction for an eagle. They're not social like, like we are created as human beings to do. But there's this law of attraction that is, that is activated when they preen themselves. Let me tell you what. I believe God has divine connections for every one of us. And I believe he doesn't want to wait 60 years to make it happen. But I believe there may be a switch that we have switched off on the law of attraction. Where we are not preened, we are not washed in the word, we are not anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit, we are not put in order hearing what God says, doing what God says, walking in obedience, and we're missing, we're missing the divine connections that we have. I declare, I just sense this in my spirit, the prophet would rise up and say, God is saying, I have purposed divine connections for you. Some of the, some of the most uh, difficult things that you are facing, some of the most challenging, that's what I'm hearing in my spirit, some of the most challenging things that you are dealing with in your family, dealing with in your finances, dealing with in your health, dealing with in, in, in business. It's, I just see it. He says some of the most challenging. He says, I have divine connections already set. There, I'm trying to get them to you. I'm trying to get them to you, but you've got to participate You've got to activate the law of attraction so that you can, so that they, my spirit will bring them into the right place at the right time and you will be in the right attitude and the right heart to receive them so that that challenge is done. He said that challenge, that, that thing is nothing. It is nothing compared to what my this divine connection is going to do for you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We obey you, Lord. We hear you. We say it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this preening is so important. It must be prioritized. Now, a lot of people would say, ah, it's all about you. It's all about you. That bird's just primping. Well, the eagle would say to you, I am not primping. I am preening. And I got an eagle that'll bring you face to face. Nope, I'm preening. This ain't primping, okay? And you, you need to do, take, take the time every morning and every evening to get in the Word of God before the Spirit of the living God and let the water of His Word and the oil of His Spirit, hallelujah, do on you, in you, through you, and for you, and by you what only God can do. You were created not to survive in this life and thrive in this life without the water of His Word and the oil of His Spirit. And if you try to do life without it, you're going to be like that brittle wing eagle that can't even get into flight anymore. And he's having to walk around and eat anything that's been discarded because he can't even fly. Mount up with wings as an eagle, he would say. I like what Oswald, Oswald uh, Wald Chamber said. He said, with your first waking moment, learn to fling the door back and invite God in. I said, God, I'm not going to take this day on without you. God, I'm not going into this day without you. What I had with you yesterday is awesome, but you are right now on time in the moment, God, and I am not about some old routine and ritual. I'm about a relationship. Lord, let's do this together. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, He doesn't faint. He is not weary. He is not weary. Hallelujah. His understanding is unsearchable, the Scripture says, and He's right here, right now, ready to give power to the weak. To give power to the weak. To give power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He wants to increase your strength. You can rely on your flesh if you want. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those that depend on the Lord, lean on the Lord, wait on the Lord. What did He say? He says they shall renew their strength. 
Anybody need some renewal tonight? They will renew their strength and they'll mount up with wings as eagles so that we can run and not be weary and we can walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Oh, the eagle's wings. This is our covenant position. Will you take it? Will you step into it? And will you take advantage of all that has been provided in Jesus' name? Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Lord, we stand in your presence. Lord, we stand by your power. But Lord, we don't want to leave here, Lord, without asking you for more. For more. Hallelujah. Lord, we want more of your power. Lord, we don't want a, a, a waning. We don't want it a, a lessening. We want it a renewing. A renewing, Lord. So, Lord God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that there would be somebody here hungry, somebody here hungry and thirsty, Lord, that says, God, I want more. I want more. I want more of your spirit. I want more of your anointing. I want more of your power. I want more of your word. I want more of the water of your word, washing, cleansing, strengthening. Lord, I want things that are out of alignment in my life put in alignment. Lord God, I want to do just like that eagle. I want to take the time for some preening. This altar is open right now. And if you feel like there's anything in your life that you want to come and just as an eagle would do and just get before the Lord and just go over it with him and let him help you get those feathers in the right position and help you get everything that that is maybe out of order in order. Lord, Lord, we're just here. Just come. Would you come? Would you come? Lord, I want more of you. Lord, anything hindering, anything, anything hindering. Show it to me, Lord. Show it to me, Lord. Lord, I know the blood of Jesus has already cleansed. The blood of Jesus has already washed me. The blood of Jesus. But Lord, as I go through life, dust gets on me every day. Dirt gets on me every day. Parasites try to get on me during the days. Lord, I need you to help me get that stuff off. Oh, the dust that has been airborne that has tried to get in me, the things I didn't want to hear that I heard, the things I didn't want to see that I just happened to see. Lord, the things that the enemy has tried to lie at me and try, I just want to get it cleansed. I want to get it cleansed. I want to get everything put back in order. Put back in order. Lord, I'm here. Take your word. Take your word. Wash me with your word. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm in your word. I study your word. I love your word. I hide your word in my heart. I won't sin against you, Lord God. Yes, Lord, I embrace your word. I commit myself to study your word. I love your word. I'm here on a Wednesday night, God, for a Bible study of your word. Lord, thank you for your word. Wash me. Wash me. Wash me now. Hallelujah. With the water of your word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Lord God, now, I need that oil reapplied. Oh, there was oil yesterday, and, it, and the oil helped me tremendously. The oil helped me fly higher. The oil helped me fly faster. The oil kept me protected from the, from the elements and protected me from the water and protected me from everything that would come against me. But Lord God, it's a new day and I need your oil. Holy Spirit, anoint my head with oil. Oh, a fresh and a new. Fill me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me. Refill me. Lord God, I don't want to operate and I don't want to walk in my power. I want to walk in the power of your spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, I know you said in your word that we are built up, that we are built up by your spirit as we commune with your spirit and you've given us a language spirit to spirit lord our mind doesn't understand it but lord how amazing it is that this heavenly language lord god causes the the, the energy and the power and the blessing and the anointing of heaven to invade our bodies you said you would preamble around our bodies we pray in the spirit meaning god you walk through and if there's anything as a contractor would find that is broken or in need of repair you build it up you build it up hallelujah we're built up god by uh, praying in the spirit we know one of the weapons you've given us lord god as we're to fight off the enemy and to walk in victory and live in victory lord thank you for that helmet of salvation and thank you for that breastplate of righteousness and thank you for that belt of truth and thank you lord for our feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and thank you for the sword of the spirit and thank you for the shield of faith but also thank you that you said praying always in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So Lord God, as we 
as we take the example of the eagle in praying, we want to every morning start off our day praying in your spirit, praying and communing with you, Holy Spirit, letting you, Holy Spirit, talk to our spirit and our spirit talk to you, Holy Spirit, and work things out supernaturally, work things out that we can't even see that we're going to walk in this day. And Lord, as we just commune with you, we're going to do it with boldness. We're going to do it, Lord God, with great faith. We're just going to pray. Hallelujah. We will give our spirit liberty to pray. We're not going to get ritualistic. We're not going to get in any kind of a theological argument in our mind. No! God, you said this is how we walk in obedience. We see your word. We hear your word. We do your word. And you've commanded us to pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, yes. My spirit and your, you, Holy Spirit, you, oh my goodness, we've got such an amazing relationship. You give downloads into my spirit. My soul has learned that I got to follow the spirit. I'm not following the flesh. And my spirit knows where to go and what to do because of the, the communication of my spirit with you, Holy Spirit. The things that I read with my natural mind can be distorted, it can be argued against, and it can even be uh, uh, sometimes doubted. But when you, Holy Spirit, speak to my spirit, and my spirit speaks to you, it's pure, it's a pure language you said, it's pure, it's undefiled. There's divine download. There's thought of God, the, the mind of God, the plans, the architect of God who has architecturally drawn out my life. And what he wants it to be is downloaded into my spirit when we commune. And now I know where to go. What, because, and, and somebody said, how do you know that's the way? I just know it's the way. I just know it's the way. It's coming from my spirit. I know it's the way. And when I walk in the way of the Lord, it, it works. Hallelujah. Oh, fill us, God, fill us. Oh, we want to be cleansed by the water of your word, yes. But Lord God, we also want the oil applied and reapplied and reapplied. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't want to live a day. I don't want to go through a day without you. And thank you, Holy Spirit, I don't have to. I don't want to go a day without divine instructions downloaded into my spirit, man. And the good thing is I don't have to. Holy Spirit, thank you for the anointing. Thank you. Oh, your anointing makes everything easy. Life loses its sense of difficulty because of your anointing. Thank you, Lord. Oh, anoint these people here today. Lord, as that shepherd would make sure that his sheep had their head anointed with oil. Lord, to protect them from all of the deposits of Beelzebub. Lord, I pray that these sheep, Lord, as we are your sheep, Lord, and you're our great shepherd, anoint our heads with oil. Anoint our heads with oil. We know the head is, is, is Lord, the top. And if it comes to the top like Aaron and runs down to the very feet, Lord, let everything be anointed. Let everything be anointed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Renew our mind, Lord God. Renew our heart, Lord God. Renew our anointing, Lord God. Lord, take us to the next level. That's what I'm praying. That you take each of us to the next level. Walking in a new level of miracles. Walking in a new level of supernatural manifest. Walking in a new level of understanding the spirit realm. A new level of understanding the word of God. A new level of walking in authority. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let each and every one here tonight learn a new level of walking in authority. Walking in authority. Hallelujah, Lord God. You said you've given us dominion over every living creature. That means every living creature, seen or unseen, you've given us authority over. Hallelujah. That means not one cell. That means not one micro... Nothing, Lord God, can, can operate to violate this authority. And Lord God, I pray that you would help each of us be anointed, that we could exercise that new level of authority. 
Authority over our own bodies, authority over our own minds, authority over our own destiny, authority over our own family, authority over our finances, authority over our health, authority, authority, Lord God. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us tonight. Fill us. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill this house. Fill your house, Lord, with your spirit. Fill this house, Lord God, and use Christian embassy however you so desire to use it, Lord God, to bring revival and to bring hope and to bring the message of your power and the message of your healing and the message of you, Holy Spirit, into the world. We are yours. Hallelujah. We are yours. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we need you, Holy Spirit. Fill us. Fill us afresh and anew, we pray. Hallelujah. Lord God, help us to take this word and apply it to our lives in the areas that we need application in such a way that will ratchet us up to a whole new level of glory for you and for your kingdom and for your honor. Bless your people, we pray, Lord God. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to guide and direct as even as we go into our homes and our respected places, Lord God, that you would go before us as you would also go in and through us to your glory and to your honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can now, can, now can somebody say hallelujah?